along with me and Phil this evening. It's a Friday evening when we're recording this, about quarter to eight. The most delightful evening, Phil. It is perfect, isn't it? The swallows are just finishing up a bit of insect hunting above us and various other things are quietening down. And we've just harvested our first lot of lettuce leaves from Terry's coaching me of how to grow pots. He's done very well, hasn't he? And it was made from my own compost. Very good work. Uh, with fertile fibre coir and worm casts and some bokashi in the bottom and a bit of horse manure. It was delicious too. Lovely. Not the horse manure. No, the lettuce was, was very yeah. good. Okay, so the exciting um, event that you've got lined up for me, it's a mixture of me and you evening, isn't it? Well, it is a bit. So um, it's like if you're thinking maybe going to a London restaurant, having some champagne or whatever, what, what's first on our agenda? Well, I'd like you to take a few levels for me on a drain <laughs> I put in across the yard because uh, <laughs> after last winter's rainfall, it became... Um, rudely apparent that the drainage system was not capable of dealing with the water. We had an insurance claim. We did, but um, the point was that it wasn't. Um, but mercifully, through our stewardship agreement, we have a grant to rectify and improve the drainage system, which is basically designed to reduce the amount of silt and or any cattle muck or pollutants that go from the yard into the pond. And so to that end, we're basically diverting the stormwater through new pipes. But it's a little bit tricky because the fall is not great. So we have to be have to get it pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. OK, what do you want me to do? I want you to go and get the staff over there that I know you're familiar with. OK, so he's got what size pipe is this? Well, it's not metric. It's 300, is it? Yeah. So I'm just getting the staff and he's got the level. It'll be a steady old podcast, this. Actually, maybe I'll come back to you in a mo. So what's that proved then? It proves that we've got the pipe pretty much level, which is what we needed to do to preserve the fall for the rest of the yard. Well, that's good. Which is good. Okay, so that's the, like, taster session of the evening out. Next, we're going to my department, Phil. Come along. So we're going out to the cutting patch where there's serious excitement because the peonies are out. And also we want to check on the larkspur. Oh, look, the boy's coming. You coming on the trip, Monty? Only for here. Oh, well, you're not coming to the larkspur? No. Come on. <laughs> okay, so, just going behind the wiggly shed. I heard a cough over there. Who was that? Cow. <laughs> no. So the first thing is you've got a massive crop of oxide daisies, which is the right time of year because usually we're at hay festival and that is oxide daisy time. So they are 
lovely, aren't they? So, should we just walk down and see the peonies yep. over the electric fence? So, these white ones. So, these were inspired by our trip to Oregon however many years ago, weren't they? Yeah. So, we visited a farmer's wife there who, who grew peonies for cut flowers. And um, this is, it's taken us a few years to get going, but this is our go at it. So, these are by far our favourite, which are Sarah Bernhardt. And, Mont, can you take a photo? Look at that. They look well, don't they? Yeah. Isn't that lovely? And the roses are out. So, it's late evening, so time to put the sprinklers on? I think so. What do we fancy watering? Roses, or is that going to damage them? No, I think it's good. So where do we get the water from then? The water comes from our own pond up the hill. And you were worried that the sprinklers would block? I was, but I know not. Why? Because they've got a bigger hole in than the one I was using before. And they took with the odd little bits and pieces and took one from the pond up in the wood. Oh, they've got it going. It's going to get me wet. So what's the fence about, Phil? Rabbits. Rabbits is the problem here. Deer? Uh, we do have a problem with deer, but the fence doesn't stop <laughs> them, apparently. No. Um, but rabbits is the bigger problem. But once things are established, they're less of a problem then. But um, yeah, we're, we're producing flowers, so that's the main thing. It's amazing. Okay, so let's go and have a look at the Larkspur, we're calling on the Acamelia mollus. I've sent a load of this to a wholesaler, James, in Cloance today. And he's going to see if it will last for other growers to buy it. If we have, so... We have got a slight glut, haven't we? I should say. But we always have a slight glut of Acamelia mollus. So we're heading over the field. I tell you what, there's loads of little flies and so, bugs yeah, and beasties. If you want to look here, you can ah. see the lines of grass that have come. Yeah. This is your planting, Mont. Yeah. I'm not sure what the grass is yet. But... And now we're at the larkspur. Wow! So why won't the rabbits eat this then? Well, they might. Oh. There is evidence of a little rabbit activity. I see. It's difficult to know quite what to do about it. Don't you have this problem with all crops? You do. Um, some are more prone than others. What about a gun? That's usually the way around it. Um, do you shoot them? Well... It varies. I know you have got another problem here that there's an insect eating them. Oh. They've got shot holes in them, so it appears that they are subject to flea beetles, which is difficult because we can't do much about them. Huh. But you may have heard about them causing a big problem with oilseed rape. Right. 
reckon there's problems now. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> what do flea beetles do to oil seed rain? Well, they eat the leaves. Look, if you see these leaves are chewed off. Mm -hmm. And that's what, but there are plants here that are happy. So perhaps they'll grow past it. Do they need water? Well, you could water them. It's difficult to know. If you water them, you could then be, if we don't get any rain, you know, if it stays dry, yeah. you, you're then making a rod for your own back. But you could argue you wouldn't have a crop anyway. But you see the grass here hasn't been watered yeah. and is growing well. So it's a, it's a little bit of a toss-up whether the pests are getting at them. And they're probably thick enough looking at them so that hopefully enough will survive to give the right answer. But the grass is growing well. Very well. And bird populations this year is your feeling? Um, we're very down on swallows and house martins. Well, I haven't seen any house martins here and our swallows, I would say, are less than half. But I did hear somewhere that they'd had a terrible storm in Spain right at the time the swallows and martins were travelling back up from Africa to the extent that it wiped a large number of them out. Um, but it's a pity because they and their families always come back to the same nest. So if you lose them all together, I'm not sure how you get them back. It must be chance that one you know, comes from elsewhere and decides that they like it here. And then you also saw a peregrine. We think we've got a pair of peregrines here. We saw a pair, and it wasn't just me. Two people heard them and two of us saw them. Um, but on the face of it, we don't have near here ideal peregrine nesting territory unless they found a tree that is high enough and remote enough and quiet enough. But they were definitely overhead and it was a breeding pair calling to each other. And what about ground nesting birds? Ground nesting birds, um, I'm afraid we've not seen any of our curlews now for a few years. I think the badgers have um, sorted those. In or what way? They eat the chicks and all the eggs. The badgers probably go after the eggs and I'm afraid the crows and possibly the ravens go after the chicks. Um, but they did used to thrive quite well in our grass seed crops. Um, but we haven't seen any for a couple of years, which is a pity. Um, but other other birds seem to be doing well. I think that you know there's, there seems to be plenty of variety around, and you know this weather there's plenty of flies, there's plenty of food. So um, yes. Right, come on, we need to go. We need to pick up the potatoes for the food bank, and um, because at the moment, at the end of the drive, we're raising money for our local food bank with a bring and buy where people from the village bring stuff, we add to it, and then people buy. And so far, I think our total has gone over £850 in the first week. We've got one week to go. So we'll just pick that up and wheel it to the end. So just got into the yard. What's this machine, Phil, on the back of your big class tractor. Oh, well, this is a topper, and that's quite an interesting thing, as as you've no doubt been aware, that what with the very wet winter and now the very dry time, um, it's a very odd time to be farming, and we've had a little bit of a problem. 
So we had a grass seed crop that was planted in the autumn and we just scuffle the surface very lightly and drill into that. Um, and then obviously we were not able to plant, put any weed killers at all on over the winter because it was just too wet. And we've really struggled to control the volunteer barley plants from the previous crop. And there is a weed killer that you put on a minuscule amount, but it normally would just knock the barley out. But the barley just laughed at it and ran away. And so what we've done is our grass seed is amenity grass, so it's quite short and close to the ground. And the barley now is just coming into ear, so it's quite tall. So using the topper, we can go across and cut the tops off the barley. And that will hopefully, it won't get rid of it, but it'll reduce it drastically, which will allow the grass to flourish. And of course, any weeds in, a, in the crop this year are absorbing water that we would much sooner the crop had than the weeds have because right now water is the critical aspect. So it's an example of a physical mode of husbandry rather than a chemical mode of husbandry that we can employ. And it's an, also an example of a machine that we don't use very often, but when we do, we're very glad that we've got it. Um, so how old is that machine? Uh, it's probably 25 years old. I, I, I don't think I've seen it out before. I've, uh, we've used it. We use it from time to time. It's quite a cumbersome machine to use but we bought it many many years ago um but it's it does prove very very useful just occasionally right come on let's get these spuds Papers. i'll get the wheelie how many would you like 10 bags please So the barley out here, Phil, I know certain few florists have been harvesting themselves. Yeah, well, I hope they don't harvest too much because it's not the best crop we've ever grown. But right now, this year, we're only glad to have any crop at all, I think. It's quite tall now, isn't it? It's coming. It's coming. It won't be a dead loss, that one. And am I listening to... <laughs> well, we've had one or two issues with Puffin, who is our latest addition to the uh, bull lineup who's an Aberdeen Angus, and uh, he is currently residing with a meagre two women in the um, paddock up where my parents live, which is about a mile and a half up on top of the hill. But across the road is George with a much bigger bunch of cows <laughs> and calves, and I noticed that today one of George's cows was bulling, and uh, then I heard from the residents... Bulling? Well, she was ready to be served to, to the, the right time of the month for a bit of action. Okay. And um, Puffin thought he was missing out. So I gather from the residents of Stockley Hill that he's been singing about this <laughs> ever since first thing this morning. Mm. And we're here, whatever it is, a mile and a half away, and I can hear him going on now. So. Let's see if the listener can hear. He's not going to say now. I heard he? him. Wait. There he is. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that, but it was like, whoa! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's very pleased with himself and sings a lot. Um, <laughs> but I think that uh, over the weekend they will be happy to have a better night's sleep if he'll shut up. Now then, 
Back in 2004, we made a really lovely wildlife pond. We planted it with marsh mar marigolds, purple loosestrife, all sorts of things, some lilies, and it was lovely, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But we've let the saplings grow around it, haven't we? Well, that was one issue which wasn't too difficult to cure. What was harder was that the bulrushes colonised it and took it over pretty much to the exclusion of everything else. Yeah, because we didn't. And um, We should have sorted them before. Probably. And they filled it all up with root and ruttock. And yours truly got in amongst it a couple of weekends ago with the digger. <laughs> which was Gardening very, with the digger. Very effective. We got all the ruttock out of the pond. Yeah. But it appears that... There's no water in um, it, Phil. A little uh, indelicate action with the bucket resulted in one or two holes in the pond liner. Now we've got another liner that we've got to line it with. It would appear that that's <laughs> the case, yes. Mm, this weekend's job. OK, so now, dear listener, is the most exciting moment of the podcast where I open the cash box and see what goodies are inside for the food bank. So you're inside the wiggly shed, there's little jam jar poses, glass seeds. Hell of a lot of oven gloves have gone, I must say. Yeah, um, sweet William, bird seed. Phil's gonna load in the potatoes. But first, here we go. Just opening her up. Somebody has emptied their piggy bank into it. So there's lots of pennies. 41. I'll count the pennies later. 41 pounds 50. Thanks everyone who's enjoyed their tomato plants, their flowers, their little books. And now we've got spuds. Oh, I dropped it. So this will go straight to the food bank next week with the church. Thanks for listening to the Wiggly Podcast. If you want to know anything more about us, just go to the website www.wigglywigglers.co.uk and now you can leave a question for Farmer Phil or Terry or me if you really want to, even Monty. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.